Welcome to another episode of the Soul Sessions podcast. Thank you for listening. How are you today? I wish that you could actually reply that question. Um, that would be so cool. But um, unfortunately, it's just me talking without any response. But um, maybe you can just ask yourself, how am I today? How do I feel? Something that we sometimes forget asking ourselves. And uh, right, so ask yourself, how are you? Um, I'm doing well. We are um, we're still in quarantine. It gets a little bit boring. I say this almost every week. Uh, but we still are. And uh, the funny thing is, is that, and I wanted to share that, is that I guess I found some new kind of appreciation for this time, which I, a few weeks and a few months ago, never thought I would ever find. Um, I said it to my husband like last week or something. I'm like, hey, I'm actually enjoying those days, like really. And, um, and that's beautiful. And it's pretty, pretty special um, when you've been inside, like locked up for the last eight weeks and inside um, for... I lost count, but four months, I think for sure. We are uh, we're at least four months inside right now. And uh, I've, I've had a few weeks where I felt pretty bad about it. But what quarantine has taught me, and that's what I've realized in the last weeks, while I found this new kind of appreciation and, and have been feeling good, is that it has taught me to um, really look for happiness only inside myself and completely detach it from external factors. And if quarantine does one thing, then I think it is that. And of course, ultimately, the only place to really look for happiness is inside ourselves. We ultimately decide how we feel. And um, still, in the world that we live in today, we, I mean, we have so many distractions, right? We have so many things to do. We are, we, we, we go to the gym, we go to yoga class, we go to our friends, our family. We, we go on trips, we go to restaurants, to clubs, to bars, to I don't know what, all of those external things. And it's so tempting to uh, depend our happiness on that. And uh, when you can turn that around and really stop doing that, and quarantine forced me to do that, you know, <laughs> was well, not volunteer, voluntary. But when you see that, and when you make that shift, it's such an enriching experience. I think I sound pretty enlightened right now <laughs> as I'm talking about the benefits of uh, such a long quarantine. And there's definitely also been a time where I felt like, shit, I don't know the purpose of this shit. I don't know what this means. I don't think it means anything. This is not serving me in any way. <laughs> you know, I've had those weeks, but fortunately, 
it, it turned around and now I can see that and I can be appreciative of that. So uh, that's been a huge win for me to be able to see that and to really improve my skills to look for happiness inside myself because that makes me and you unshakable. It really does. It makes you so resilient. So that's what I wanted to share with you. Maybe it inspires you too. And then I want to dive in in today's episode, which is why clients are not lined up yet for you. And uh, I've been inspired to to record uh, this episode after doing the Breakthrough in Business series on Instagram and also um, from the questions I've gotten from, from, from my clients and from followers that have seen it, uh, I said, hey, I, I want to record this episode because there are a few, uh, I want to help you understand why clients are not lined up yet because it can be something very frustrating if you're um, if you're running an online business or any business really, um, and it's very helpful to to gain more understanding about that process. So, so I I, I came up with four reasons clients are not lined up yet. Okay, and obviously also what to do. And the first thing is. They don't really know what you do or what you sell. Huge one, this one. So um, do you think that your followers, your community knows what you do? Are they very clear on what it is that exactly you do? Or are you being kind of vague about it? Have you maybe never stated it clearly what it is that you can help them with? Are you talking about pears while you're selling apples? For example, are you talking about all kinds of stuff, but not about what it is that you can do for other people? And then when people know what you do, do they know what service you have? If people know that you are a visibility expert, let's say that people really know that. And when do people know that? People know that when they can tell their friends what you do. Your followers can tell your friends, can explain it actually to your friends what you do. Oh, and beautiful people, so many people trip up here and I've tripped up over this hugely myself and that's why I am the person to share uh, to share this and to, uh, and to totally understand this but it is something that you definitely want to work on. Like, can you tell me what you do? That's the first question. Can you tell me without stutters what you do? And I'm going to tell you, I would totally be, um, last year, I would be like, uh, like, um, uh, like a combination of like, like mindset and alignment and, um, 
like I help people to feel better, but then also to like, okay, okay, like a lot of like, like, okay, like, okay, sounds great, but people don't really get it. They are not really triggered by it. They don't get the feeling that they need that. Like I explained also in the business, in the breakthrough in business series, um, you want to be able to create a clear vision for people, right? And if you can say, I help people connect to themselves, yeah, all right, it makes sense to me, but most people don't have a really clear vision with that, or they don't immediately get the feeling like, right, yeah, that's what I need. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking that I need to connect with myself, right? So, especially in the online world, communication is super important because it's all you have to sell your product. Yes, your energy is super important too, but they need to still understand with their with their mind basically what it is that you do. And so that if one day they need it, you pop up in their head first. Now, when do you pop up in their head if you've been visible? Okay? So, if I need a sleeping coach, Let's say I've had some bad nights, yeah. Let's say that, I mean, that's not going to continue, obviously. But, you know, let's say that I'm looking for a sleeping coach. I would immediately, like, think about, you know, Vera. Like, hey, I know she's a sleeping coach. I've been following her on Instagram. Like, if she shows up frequently for me in my my Instagram feed or Facebook feed, she's the one I'm going to think about. That is why visibility is so important. Because are you top of mind for people or are you not? All right. So then on top of that, I want to ask, you know, talk about your services also. Because once people know that you're, let's say, a visibility expert, it's very helpful for them to know if you work one-on-one with clients, if if um, you work with groups, if you know they can start with you any uh, you know any time they want, or that, or that, uh, you know you launch group programs twice a year only, and just that information is just also very very valuable. It will help people to contact you when they know what you have to offer. So that is one reason. All right. The second reason you have not done enough sowing in order to harvest. And this has everything to do with a journey that a client makes for you. So once a client starts following you, gets to know you, the client journey starts. Why they also talk about the know, like, and trust circle, right? So if you have a surface, um, you want to, yeah, you, you you're gonna go and have to build that up with people. You're going to have to get to know you. You're going to have to get to like you. You're going to have to get to trust you before they actually are going to buy your services. Now, um, <laughs> there has been a lot of research, like how many contact moments do uh, potential clients actually need before they're going to buy something from you. Now, well, that varies widely. I have heard uh, numbers from 6 to 13 to like recently heard somebody thir- say 35. But let's not, you know... Um, 
hold on to those numbers. But the point that I want to make is that people need, uh, they need a few like contact moments. They need to see you come buy in their feed or need to offer uh, see you offer your service you know a couple of times before things are actually going to to click with them before they're actually going to feel ready to buy and i just want to take you to take a look at yourself and how you've experienced that like with if you've bought a program from somebody you know what made you want to buy that how long did you follow this person did what you know was it one day or was it actually you know for a while did they actually follow you for a while now or did you actually follow them for a while now and did they say they did did they get your like did they get to get your trust and did they say something that made you actually click and buy, right? So, um, so, so that needs that needs time, and that is what I'm talking about when I say you need to sow. You, you are going to be sowing is a very is a, is one of the main parts of your business, and that is basically putting the seeds in the ground and then giving them water and sun and loving attention. So you're growing the plants, right? So you're sowing. That means you, you, you're connecting with people and with the content that you share, you, um, you build that relationship up. And in order to have people, to have clients lined up, you, you've done a lot of sowing, You've done that much sowing that you can harvest all the time. You know what I mean? Because always some of your, some parts of the land that you've sowed on is going to be ready to be harvested. So if you've just started out, if you haven't yet invested a lot of time uh, sowing and 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 giving it water and giving it attention and sunshine don't expect to harvest already it is also a matter of consistency right do not stop giving it water do not stop um, uh, watering and 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 giving those seeds beautiful attention just keep that going consistently and be patiently waiting until that is ready to harvest. All right? So that is the second reason you have not done enough sowing so that you are ready to harvest. This also relates to the law of incubation. That's a universal law that actually talks exactly about this. It just talks about, you know, a process and the time that it needs to be ready. Like, uh, for example, uh, a baby, you know, a baby needs nine months to grow until it is ready to be born. And you don't want it to be ready at eight months. That's not ideal. It takes nine months. It's the law of incubation. So respect that law of incubation and patiently keep taking care of those seeds until they're ready to harvest. Reason number three, you are patiently or not waiting for somebody to come to you and buy your product. 
So you are basically too passive. You're just waiting until somebody approaches you to actually buy from you. You're not having one uh, lead generation strategy. So what that means is that uh, like a lead generation is actually, you know, calling in potential clients and um, that you want that to be part of your business lead generation you want you want to think about how you want to do that have a strategy for that and uh you want to actively um actually work that strategy actually carry that strategy out so um yeah so many entrepreneurs in the online business right now and um i am not at all pro aggressive sales i don't think that's the way i didn't ever just cold message somebody or you know um basically push something down somebody's throat you should never do that i'm absolutely against it but you want to definitely have a strategy to call in sales, right? And so there are, there are a lot of things that you could be doing. Uh, people, use air, people use Facebook advertisement. People use funnels. People use Instagram stories. Um, uh, you know, Facebook groups. Um, right. There are, there are a million strategies and I want just you to think about, hey, what am I actually doing to really call those people in, you know? Or am I sort of like shy or scared, maybe even waiting until people will actually come to me? You know, and that might happen. And that is great when that happens, you know? Um, but you... If you want people to be lined up, and that's what this podcast is about, you want to actively work on lead generation and not just patiently wait. Maybe you're even patiently waiting completely in alignment, but as the law of attraction also states, you want to, to take action. And I personally, I'm, very, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of strategy when it comes to this part right where you actually study strategy and you 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 really think about what could work for you you carry that strategy out and that's how you definitely going to pluck the fruits okay so that is the third reason you're patiently waiting and you want to have a lead generation strategy and actually you know do something about that and when that is completely new for you you know see it as see it like this it's a skill that you can learn and become really good at that's what i tell myself all the time when i found out when i find out i have to say when uh, the, when I found out a certain part of my business that I'm not, that I don't have uh, mastered yet, and I'm like, wow, how am I going to do that? What, you know, how, how, where do I even start? I don't know anything about it. And I just t- tell myself, Rihanna, that is another skill that you can learn 
about bit by bit and that you can master. And when you you master that, you know, you can high five yourself and you've you've reached a certain goal. And now clients are lining up. You know what I mean? Right? To tell yourself that. Where you're like, what? She's talking about this should do this and I don't know how and I don't know where to start. That's okay. Just 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 start and just do it step by step. Let's move on to the last reason why clients are not lined up yet. You are suffering from the imposter syndrome. You've heard about this probably. The imposter syndrome is the feeling that you are doing something that you're not qualified to do. So you are basically feeling like a fraud. This is an awful syndrome. And uh, mostly women suffer from this. Apparently men have more confidence in their own capabilities and skills. And women, especially when they do something new, they tend to feel like they're not qualified to do it. They're a fraud. The other people are better than them, things like that. Do you feel like that? Because that could be a huge factor why clients are not lined up yet. Because of that self-sabotaging syndrome. So the imposter syndrome needs some work to really overcome. When you have that feeling that you're a fraud, you're not sending out the right energy to the people that follow you. Okay? Even though they will you know, people aren't going to think that you're a fraud when you have the imposter syndrome, but people are going to feel that um that lack of confidence with you. And when you have that lack of confidence, they're you know, they're not go they're going it's going to be um less likely that they're going to uh buy your service. So your energy is not the one you want to send out when you have this feeling. So really, when you catch yourself having that, and I honestly believe that, um, you know, this is something that can come back and, it, and, and you can have it in various degrees. Uh, like, for example, when you're leveling, leveling up your business and you're, you're doing that all the time, right? Then uh, every time you're leveling up your business, feelings of simpo- imposter syndrome, feeling like you don't know what you're doing, could come back again because you're, it's all new. It's all, you know, you just broke through, you know, you know, the glass ceiling or your upper limit. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing here? I'm totally new here. I don't know what I'm doing, you know? So it's, it's completely uh, understandable when you've leveled up and uh, you're doing something that is new to you, but you can also overcome it. Again, like always, the first step to overcoming is, is acknowledging, hey, I feel you might not even want to call it the imposter syndrome because that might, I, it sounds a little heavy to me. Um, you might just want to say, hey, you know, I need to work on my confidence when it comes to um, selling my services or when it comes to, you know, owning that I am a coach. Uh, and I have actually gone through the steps, through those steps in the last podcast. Love yourself like your business depends on it. 
I actually gone through the steps to work on your confidence. Okay, so you can go back to that podcast and listen to those steps that I'm mentioning. Um, and you can totally overcome it. Don't worry. It happens a lot. It's very understandable. And uh, yeah, you want to work on the current beliefs that you have and transform them into new and empowering beliefs and fully and completely believe in yourself. Takes work, but you can you can work on that every day. And um, on top of what I'm telling in the last episode, um, which is basically about changing those specific beliefs that you have and once you did and once you feel better actually take action take an action that you wouldn't have taken when you had those feelings of insecurity but on top of that you can uh, with visualization for example and meditation every day step into a feeling of confidence if you feel like how, 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 well, you are perfectly able to control your feelings. You're perfectly able to control your feelings. Just wanted to repeat that. Just doesn't feel like that sometimes, but you are, all right? So, um, and again, I am not saying that you need to uh, push feelings away, but I mean, definitely let them out. And if you are feeling angry and sad and depressed or, or any negative emotions, you know, definitely let them out. But once you've calmed down in a, in, 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 with the help of meditation, you can change your feelings. You can just basically call those feelings into your energy. Now, I do this uh, repeatedly. Absolutely, I do this repeatedly. Let's say that, well, let's take this example, right? So let's say that I feel insecure. I feel insecure. I go into meditation. What I do always when I go into meditation is breathing out all those negative feelings, really. Breathing out all that, you know, that insecurity or that, 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 whatever it is that I'm feeling that is negative, just breathe that all out and let it all go and, you know, come back to who I really am, which is pure positivity we are all pure positivity so that is step one and then from that you can call onto a feeling of confidence you can call onto a feeling of abundance you really can and so practicing those feelings is hugely 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 helpful right okay so that were the four the four reasons why clients are not lined up yet but they can totally be so um i hope you find it inspirational and um you've learned something and you know what action is next for you so if if you would like it always i love to hear if you're listening and i love to hear what you thought of the episode so until next week bye